Mitches, it's been a day. I, I'm tired. I was like, alright, I have to sit down and film this because I am filming this very, very late in the week than I usually do, but now that I'm on my new gym schedule, I go straight after work and it's not just me lifting weights, it's me taking classes. So rather than being at the gym for an hour, suddenly I'm there for over two hours. And then by the time you get home, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. And that's my night. So I haven't really had a chance to film this. Not only <laughs> did I have this crazy day, I also had a crazy couple weeks, which I did warn you guys about in the last episode. And I told you I was going to wait. That way I could kind of marinate in it and then speak to you in this episode. So, for my past couple weeks, Thursday, Molly had a birthday party. And then on Friday... I went to this show called Be Our Guest, and it was at the House of Independence, and basically they play all Disney music, a bunch of throwbacks and everything. So then that was my Friday night, and then Saturday I had a date with my boyfriend. I don't know why I refer to him as my boyfriend, I could probably just say Kyle now because I feel like you all know who he is. I've had him on, I talk about him all the time. So we went on a date. We went on a sunset dinner cruise and though we couldn't really see the sunset because it was a little cloudy that day, the food was still incredible. What I didn't know is they would also play music and have a dance floor and everything. I wasn't expecting that. And then though we didn't get to see the sunset, we did see the moon rising, and that was insane. The moon turned from this bright pink to orange to yellow to almost white, and we got to see it rise and go through the clouds, and it was a full moon that night, so it was very pretty. And then that Sunday, we went to see Funny Girl with Leah Michelle in it, but she ended up getting covid and she was not at that performance, so we went to New York and we got a refund. And I was gonna buy us new tickets, but then all the tickets now are like lowest, maybe 129 if you can even find a ticket for that price. Now they're all in like the 400s, 500s, 700s, and I'm very upset. I want to see her, of course, and I was even thinking maybe I could buy a ticket for November or something at a low cost, but what if she's not there in November, or what if something else comes up and I have to do another refund, and it's like, how many refunds am I going to do until I can see her? So, I'm a little heartbroken, and I'm not sure what my next move is, it's if I want to chance it or if I just want to give up, I don't know. I genuinely do not know. And then, though we didn't get to see Funny Girl that day, we did end up going to Ellen's Stardust Diner where they have the wait staff that performs. And Kyle has never been there. 
and I don't think my dad or my sister had been so it was it was still a fun trip fun day regardless and then the following week Kyle and I ended up going on another date and it was to take some things off our bucket list so I don't know if I got told you guys this but for our one year anniversary I made him a bucket list and it's our bucket list and it's a bunch of little things that I want to do with him that I want to get done within the year that we're dating and I'll probably make a new one like every year but I had maybe 12 things on there and right now we only have one left uh, some examples there was the Wolf of Wall Street uh, I wanted us to go to Cuban Pete's in Montclair the Montclair Art Museum um, Empanada or Nada so it was kind of a bunch of food places and because we were in college at that point when I made it I thought it would be the perfect time and then now that we're not in college and we're back more central Jersey we have to drive up there to do these things so it, it backfired in a way but it's still nice because we got to experience all those things and then now I know for next time to do things that are closer to our homes where we will mostly be uh, the only thing left on our list right now is to get matching onesies, um, maybe like Christmas ones or Halloween ones or something. And the ones that we marked off, they were going to the Van Vleck House and Gardens. And it was very cool because they had this flower art show when we went and I didn't even know that it was a thing. And then after, we ended up getting some milk tea at Kung Fu Tea. And then we ended up going to Samba for dinner. And that was kind of our day. And the only other thing that made that whole two weeks jam-packed, it was kind of like the cherry on top after me having that one week where I was going back to back to back and I was exhausted. Uh... I was posting videos for the podcast and stuff, and I gotta say, I do think I'm hilarious, but I started getting some haters, and it's not even like it's just the one that I just recently posted, the most recent video. It's been a couple videos, like, here and there, and mind you, it's only, like, one or two comments, but uh, I mainly have only seen them, I think, once on Instagram and then a couple times on YouTube, and... It's not like we have a lot of followers or subscribers or sometimes even viewers on videos or likes on videos. So it's just very strange to me when I see a couple people pop up here and there like hating on something because I'm like, I'm not, I'm just trying to have a good time. Honestly, it hasn't gotten me down yet. And usually if I just see a hate comment, I just delete it because I'm not going to waste my time on it. And it's funny that I say that as I'm literally addressing them. <laughs> it's just kind of funny in a way though because they clearly do not know anything about me and none of the things they even say are accurate. So I'm sometimes like, how is that an insult? Haters are whack, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, that's kind of everything that I wanted to recap and to release. I actually feel like a weight has been lifted. 
You guys are my therapy. Ooh. Oh, also, I don't know why I thought of this as I was saying that, but Five Seconds of Summer came out with their fifth album, and I didn't even know they were about to drop an album, so... That was a great surprise, and I was extremely happy, and I will be listening to it nonstop now. So, let me conclude all of this. So now, I want to formally introduce you guys to this episode and the show. So, hey everyone, welcome to the Smidging Hour. It's Alyssa, and today we are talking about the legend of the Navajo Skinwalkers. And main reason for this is I keep seeing videos on you guessed it, TikTok, and I'm not sure if they're real or if some of them are fake, but basically there's a bunch of people saying, oh, I saw this skinwalker, oh, if you're in this location, beware, there's a skinwalker here and stuff like that. So I want to go over it in case maybe it's on any of your For You pages too, and you're like, what the heck is this? And I'm supposed to be scared of what now? To go back a little bit regarding witchcraft in the Navajo culture, originally it was part of their spirituality and their ways of life, and it had been present in their culture, history, and tradition for a long, long time. Now, there are multiple types of witchcraft. There are medicine men who will heal and aid members of the community. And there is Navajo witchcraft, also known as witchery way. And for this witchcraft, it uses human corpses in various ways, um, most likely tools formed of bones or concoctions that could be used for curses, harm, or to kill a specific being. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how skinwalkers came around. Sometimes it was just someone wanting to become this, or other times it was maybe just a witch who had gone bad or gone evil. So skinwalkers are considered one of the most dangerous forms of witches that can turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as animals. Now, most common animals they will transform into include coyotes, wolves, cougars, dogs, bears, but they can transform into any animal. And also, some of them can become humans by locking eyes with the victim. Now, when they're animals, you can tell them apart from a real animal versus skinwalker, because their eyes will be very, very human-like, and when light is shined on them, they turn red. And the interesting thing to me is, I have blue eyes, so when you flash a light on them, my eyes turn red. I wasn't sure if it was the color or, like, pupil of their eye turning red, or if there was, like, the entire eyeball. You know what I'm saying? And then for humans, when they are in human form, then they have more animal-like eyes. And some other abilities they have besides transforming themselves is they can read minds, they could control thoughts, behaviors, 
and they could also cause disease or illnesses. They can destroy property, and they can even control death. They can control creatures of the night, like owls and such, to make them do their so-called bidding. And some are even able to call upon spirits of the dead and reanimate corpses to attack their victim or attack their enemy. They also have the ability to run faster than a car and can jump from very high places like cliffs and stuff. I don't know why, but every time I hear stuff like this, I just go straight to Twilight because these are some things that are similar. Uh, Edward in that spider monkey scene where Bella's on his back and he's jumping off trees, climbing up trees, jumping off cliffs, like jumping off rocks, like doing all these things. That's just immediately what my head goes to. And they are considered impossible to catch because of this. And they do leave tracks that are larger than any of those of an animal. Now, because it says that, I'm not sure if it's referring to still animal-like footprints or just giant human footprints. Because if that's the case, is this where the idea of Bigfoot is coming from? We see a giant footprint and we're thinking it's Bigfoot and little do you know it's a skinwalker. Like, is that, is that a possibility? And then they do live on unexpired lives of their victims and must continue to kill or they will die. So is that, is that the only way to kill them? We're going to find out in a second. So I don't encourage this at all. I'm just saying this for educational purposes. In order to become a skinwalker, you must be initiated into a secret society. And in order to acquire the ability to shapeshift, you must kill a close family member. And the society itself, the secret society, is mainly men, but there also are some women in it. And the society will gather in dark places that are very secluded, like caves and so on. And they will do initiations, plotting, um, harming individuals that are farther away. And they will also have like ceremonial rites and stuff. Now, apparently, they also do engage in necrophilia. And this is specifically with female corpses. So, while doing this also, they do dabble in cannibalism, incest, and grave robberies. And during gatherings, they are usually in animal form or they are naked but adorned with beaded jewelry or maybe ceremonial paint for whatever event it is. And the leader is usually an old man who has lived a long life as a skinwalker. Now, it's interesting to me because for having a secret society, 
they do show off if they are a skinwalker by wearing the skins, skulls, or even antlers of the animals that they had transformed into. Now, because skinwalkers aren't accepted in the Navajo community, the Navajo consider it taboo for members to wear the pelt of a predatory animal. Although, there is a couple exceptions, such as sheepskin, leather, or even buckskin. Now, a little history with the Navajo. In 1864, the U.S. Army had expelled them from their land and ended up forcing them to march to New Mexico. And during those times, a lot of people blamed the struggles that they had gone through and experienced on skinwalkers. And at the time, it was believed that a lot of tribe members ended up turning into skinwalkers so they could shapeshift and kind of get an escape from the struggles they were going through. And then four years later, the U.S. government realized that they did make a mistake and they allowed the Navajo to return to their homeland. And when they returned home, accusations of witchcraft and hunting on the skinwalkers began. Now, during this time, someone found a collection of witch artifacts that were wrapped in a copy of the Treaty of 1868. And because of this, the tribal members unleashed deadly consequences and over 40 Navajo suspected witches were killed because of it. Now in the community, witchcraft is avoided and prevented. If it were to exist in their laws, it is said that if someone becomes a witch, they forfeit their humanity and right to exist. So they should be killed. Now, a notable story in regards to skinwalkers is the McDaniel family. They were a family in Utah and suspicious deaths were happening among their cows and one night there was a noise against their house and they saw a wolf human hybrid and it had red eyes they shot at it you know nothing happened and they told police and told the town of course and it was causing a bit of a hysteria so the police kind of said, you know, if you don't stop talking about this, like, you're going to get arrested. And alternatively, they ended up moving away. Now, not only are there notable stories like that, but there are also notable places. So there's this place called Skinwalker Ranch. It's a ranch in northeast Utah, away from the Navajo Reservation, known as the Skinwalker Ranch, Sherman Ranch, and also UFO Ranch. So, ownership over the years has changed quite a few times. Now, it is located near an Indian reservation, and they believed on the reservation that the Navajo cursed their tribe since skinwalkers had been plaguing them. So, how do you know if a skinwalker is near? I know I said that on TikTok there's a bunch of videos of people suspecting that they caught a skinwalker on camera and a skinwalker was near them. Again, I don't know if it's real or fake, which is why I just want to educate you guys on things to be weary for to potentially save you.
if you happen upon a skinwalker. So if you hear sounds around your home, maybe knocking on windows, banging on walls, even maybe a sound on your roof, uh, you could also catch some maybe peering through your window or there's even some that will appear in front of a vehicle trying to cause an accident so you'll have no choice but to stop and they can do whatever they want. So those are a couple things to be weary of, you know, just keep an eye out. And also, if you do happen upon a skinwalker and you need to get down to business, this is how to kill a skinwalker. Now, you do need assistance of a powerful shaman who knows spells and rituals that can turn the skinwalker's evil back upon itself. Now, if you don't have a shaman on deck, you could also try to shoot the creature multiple times with bullets that are laced in white ash, but it has to hit like the neck or head. This reminded me of Vampire Diaries with the original family like Klaus Michelson, Rebecca Michelson, all of them, Elijah, uh, Cole, who else was there? I don't need to list all of them. I just wanted to prove that I could. <laughs> anyway, it reminds me of that because they had to be stabbed with, I think, a white oak. And the only way they would die if it was if it stayed in them, you know. And also, at one point, they dipped a dagger in white oak or something like that. But unfortunately, guys, I know I'm telling you this to potentially save you if this does occur. I also want to note that they are hard to kill and attempts of, at killing them have usually been unsuccessful. But I believe in my smitches, you know, so, so screw the statistics. You are not included in them. You are powerful smitches. Thank you very much. So, my main thought with skinwalkers is, why? What do you get out of it, you know? I was thinking you get this eternal life or something, but you have to keep killing people in order to live. Like, where's the, where's the fun in that? I just, I don't see why anyone would want it, you know? I just think that these are evil people that just enjoy killing or torturing people just for fun. They're like, what else do I got to do with my time? My life kind of sucks. You know what? I'll make other people's lives suck too. I kind of guess that's just their whole premise. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I feel bad for them. I do. Because they got they got nothing better to do, you know? They they got nothing better to do, so they resulted in a skinwalker. It's kind of sad. So, that's all I have. And now, before we close out the episode, as we usually do, we are getting into our Nebula check. Nebula check. Nebula check. Killed it. So, focus of the week, we have some self-realization. 
Love is at 73%, career is at 81%, and business is at 74%. This week brings you some amazing opportunities to learn about yourself and who you are. The Equinox on Thursday allows you space to reflect on your personal attitudes, thoughts, and feelings in relation to others. You will see where a better balance can be struck and find the courage to be yourself with more authenticity. Hmm, okay. The new moon on Sunday opens a way for your love life to find more solid footing. There is a lot of potential to be had at this time, and it is the perfect energy for truly showing off your romantic side. Explore these affectionate aspects of yourself that allow you to share with others how much you truly admire them through your actions. Mercury will be changing signs on Friday, which can change the way you currently approach your schedules and routines. This can impact your day-to-day -day experiences around diet, fitness, and health. Notice how you can be more streamlined and organized for better results. The moon in your sign on Tuesday through Thursday, ensuring you are expressive, outgoing, and forthright in your energy, you find that being more direct and clear in what you want in your relationships with friends, family, and coworkers, and even acquaintances can be expressed with ease. Let yourself embrace self-assuredness and step into your own personal power with confidence. Okay, at first, I didn't think that that related to me at all, but then I thought of it more with my work life because it was saying about coworkers and stuff. This week, someone had joined our team at work and I have been the one training them. So I feel like I've taken that leadership role and I've taken on a lot of confidence in training them. And also our team in general has been very collaborative and we've been working on developing new strategies, routines, processes for getting our work done. So I do feel like my horoscope's correct in that aspect. But that is all I have for you guys today, so I want to thank you all for listening. If you could like and subscribe to us on YouTube, as well as follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, maybe even rate us if there is the opportunity to. As for our social media, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at the smitching hour. As for my personal, it's AlyssaGrace underscore X on Instagram. Truly again, smitches, you know it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you all in two weeks. Bye!